capitolo fin del mismo falò di Gesù Cristo. Without waste of time, let's just read our Bibles. We'll read from the book of Acts. I don't know, maybe let's just read well Stanley, let's just read one verse. And then we'll just read another one. Acts, I said Acts chapter 26. Verse 19. Verse 19. It says, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Galoko, go see Agrippa. As we pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, this evening we approach your throne of mercy. Amen. Lord, look at us mercifully this evening. We have come here just to fellowship around the word. Amen. And bless men and women that have made it to this place, dear God. And bless them abundantly and fight their battles. Heal their diseases, the dear God. Amen. And Lord, as we have read a portion of the scripture, we are just waiting for your divine inspiration. Amen. So that when we leave this place, every one of us should be divinely inspired. Amen. As we commit the reading of the word to you, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, while you take your seats. Amen. Now... Just for a couple of minutes, it won't be that long. Uh, we, we want to speak on pastoral reflections. Amen. Amen. That's what we, we want to speak on. Or somebody can call it a pastoral exhortation. Not exaltation. Okay. Exhortation meaning encouraging. Amen. Amen. But I, I just said, let me put it and call it pastoral reflections. Uh, Brother Brennan mentioned something here and I loved it in the message Christ is the mystery of God revealed. He says in paragraph 58 he says he speaks about this great mystery the great mystery, what the eternal God had as a mystery. And has now unfolded 
in Jesus Christ and given out it unto his church. And it says what was once in God's mind is now in the body of Christ. Amen. Jesus making love to the church. His bride whispering secrets to her. Because he's a husband, he's whispering secrets. And he says, and this is where it's critical, that's where I want it. You know how you tell your wife things? You know, that little girl that you, you were going to marry, you loved her so much, or you love her so much, you just tell her the secrets and get next to her and tell her the secrets. Now Christ is letting her know the secrets. That's what Christ is doing with the church. Not these uh, flitters. Amen. You know a, a flitter is these people that uh, uh, yeah, you find him just blinking his eyes. Amen. This uh, uh, young boys with a, a serpent anointing. Uh, one sister was uh, telling me uh, say, uh, when we are greeting each other uh, he comes, the young man and with his finger is busy doing this. Amen. Ah, Those are, are some of uh, serpents, the spirits in the in the church sometimes. Uh, a, a real brother doesn't do those things. No, 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 no. He's, he's an upright man. He does things scripturally because he knows that he can never divorce himself from his reputation. So there is a difference between a flitter between an, an husband. A flitter has got no sense of responsibility. But a husband has got a sense of responsibility. Uh, did you hear me, young people? Uh, Flitter and the husband is not the same thing. Amen. But today, our husband is whispering love secrets to us. And I thought maybe if Christ as the husband would tell the church as his wife the secrets, even the pastor can tell the church the secrets because he's the husband to the church. Do you believe that the pastor is the husband to the church? No, no, not in the physical, spiritual. We need to put things in the right context. Because today, you've got, instead of pastors, you've got hirelings. 
and then if I make you uncomfortable, you will bear with me. Because some secrets are nice, some are not nice. So. But you've got to tell your wife the secrets. Are you here, church? Hallelujah. And uh, uh, the prophet says something, and I, I, I hope I would have answered a lot of things by the time I'm done. Uh, you remember on Sunday I spoke about the purpose of Malachi 4. That was a prophet at a dispensational level. Now, today I want to come here at home and speak to the people here at home. And, and just go into certain things that one would deem to be basics but are not basics but are fundamentals. Amen. I, I sometimes get a sense I sometimes get a sense. As I said on Wednesday, I get a sense that the people do not understand why God sent the prophet. And I as well get a sense that people do not want do not know why this church exists uh, are we together uh, uh, maybe the old timers they know maybe some of them forgot some remember the newcomers maybe they don't know uh, maybe some they know but uh, I want to say why, why do we have this church here uh, people, do people believe that this church is necessary? Hallelujah. Do you people believe that this church is necessary? Amen. And we, we are going to get into that. Uh, when, when, when this church and maybe let's read a quotation. The prophet in the message choosing the bride. Paragraph six. Paragraph six. He says you also have a choice. When you choose this church, you can choose whether you in this church whether you choose a church that will guide you 
to your eternal destination. You can choose a church that has a certain creed that you might think that that creed is just what you want. Or another church that has their creed. Then there is the word of God you have a choice of. You have to make your choice. There is an unwritten law among us of choosing. Amen. The prophet is simply pointing it out that you've got a personal choice in terms of where the church where it can guide you to your eternal destination. Do you believe that is the message? Hallelujah. Now he comes to this message. In the message, discernment. Paragraph 18. He says, every man ought to have a church home. You ought to have a place not just to float above from pillar to post, but have somewhere that you go to church and call it your church, somewhere where you pay your tithe, somewhere that where you help support the cause. Take your choice. But then, then, but then, don't never disfellowship the other man because he doesn't belong with your group. Are we together? He says, discern his spirit and see if he's got the same purpose in heart. Then you've got to fellowship one with another. You're working for one great cause. Now the prophet says, every man ought to have a church where they bring their tithes for, for a, a cause. Now let's put it in this way, I say, why does this church exist? It's because uh, men and women, they realized some years ago that uh, a lot of times they travel out of town to attend churches wherever they were attending churches. And they had a great desire that we as well must have the church that we call our own in our area. Uh, Hallelujah. As much as we, we believe in what is happening in other areas, we want exactly the same thing to happen in our area. Are we together? Because you, when you've got a family, you want your family to access the things of God. Are we together? Let me give an example. So you've got the Madiba family. It's in Bethal. And then you've got the Yende family. It's here in Whitbank. Now the Yende family travels to the Bethal and they support the cause there. If it is their choice, it's not a problem. Because they've got to choose. There's nothing wrong with that. 
But when they got to Bethel, they pay with their tithes that we want, they, we supported the church here. But in their hearts, they've got a desire that one day we might have our own as well. Rather than going far, we need to have our own. And when this church started, men and women were traveling afar. But they had a desire that we want to have a church here where we can come and fellowship, where we can call it our home. And they make a conscious decision that we will have it. Are we together? It was 10 years ago. I still remember it was July 2005. They were not fighting with anyone. No, they just wanted a place where they can come and call it their own. And which I think it was a noble request. Are we here together, brethren? And, and now it, 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 that desire, and I, I will tell you, and, and you will understand why I say this thing. Because if you don't know where you come from, then you won't know where you are going. Are we together? And if you don't know where you are going, they say any road will take you there. That means even if you are lost, you don't know. Now, these men and women, they say, we've got a desire. I remember when I was approached around July 2005 and say, Brother Madiba, we we would like you to have you as a pastor in Whitbank. I was very scared. Not only scared, I had my own reservation about being a pastor. Uh, and I'm not disclose them. I had my own perceptions. Hallelujah. Are we here together? Amen. And uh, maybe I can say it because we are talking here. I, I thought that in the olden and with all due respect to the elderly pastors. And I say with all due respect to them. I, I, I thought then, and I often tell the people, I thought in the olden days, when they wanted a man to be a pastor, they just looked amongst themselves and say, he did not go to school. Who didn't go to school around here? Uh, and then so that he can remain here. And we go and work. And from time to time, we'll just continue contribute something just to sustain the poor man. That was my perception. I'm just being honest with you. So when they requested me, it was like saying, hey, you're going to be Mushala Rai. You're going to be a person that will be staying at home. Hallelujah. Are we together? Now, I was, I was conflicted. Hallelujah. Uh, and I said, all right. I said, okay. Uh, but if people have got a desire, that means God has spoken to them. Hallelujah. And I said, okay. Okay. Let's see where it will go. Uh, and then I I accept it. I say, okay, fine. 
and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, I will I'll come there and we'll, we'll, we'll do something. And then we came together with the brothers and the sisters that were there the whole time was during that time. And during that time they, gave, they, they had birth pains. Uh, because when something is starting it has prophets of dooms prophets of dooms the, the prophets of doom and say I don't go anywhere and, and things were said uh, but during that time we focused on what was needed and we were not distracted by what people said we believed in what God was trying to do uh, discouragement did come People did talk, but I'm glad that we are still standing. And it's not because we are standing, because we are clever. Ebenezer, he has brought us until this far. Even when, and they put, some of them, they put even expiry date on the church. That this won't go far. We have gone beyond the expiry date. We are still here. Are we together? Maybe you will not understand the gravity of the situation. I had four senior pastors in the message. Senior pastor that said Wilbank is a hard place, will never have a stable church. Are we together? When, when you are when you are young and you hear such statements, it shivers down your spine. But here's something beautiful. I say, if it is the Lord's will, it doesn't matter what people think, God will make his will to be realized. Are we together here? And, 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 and with all due respect, I've got no problem with those senior pastors. One has already come to preach here. She will come and preach not long. They, they were checking their minds. It was not anything personal. But it, it, it taught us that when you are in there and you are trying to do it, seek the will of the Lord. Because as a man, you can make it. And this applies to you personally. There are things that you will never do personally. You need a divine intervention. And when God comes onto the scene, I don't care how small you are, but you will bring Goliath down. Because God stepped into the scene. Are we together?
And I, I, I don't think they meant any harm. They, 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 harm. They just had their view as human beings. Hallelujah. And, and their view, it, it showed that it was human. But God had his own view. And, and maybe, I don't know whether we will say this. And from that time, we, we, we realize and I always thought about this thing it carried me over so many years that it is not the size of the dog that matters but it is the size of the fight in the dog uh, you remember when Brother Bayano was there there were times where we were five on Sunday and when you come to preach, you travel. We used to travel many, many, many hours. The devil steps onto your shoulder and say, "Are you taking chances?" Hallelujah! But some, something just carries you. I, I'm reflecting on myself. I don't know how those men that were there felt. And that's why today we've got so much respect for the people like Sister Mala. Because even when it was raining and you are driving to Whitbank three hours you know that you are going to find a godly woman there whether it was raining or not raining and I said I would never give up because there are people there that are in business how many they are but they are sick in the face of the Lord and I said, I must respect that. Are we together? It, maybe you guys, I don't know. It, these projectors were not there. This, whatever you see was not there. Five people in a classroom. And, and, and during that time, I, I, I picked up that. I said, God allowed us to be like that so that He can develop our character. That the day things fall into place, there should be a humility in us to know that it was not us, but it was the Lord through us. Then it removes the pride. Are we together this morning, this evening? I hope I'm going to go into things here. When the brothers came, I think it was Brother Banyana that they sent. We're having dinner somewhere. It was lunch. When we were done, then he came and said, Hey, uh, brother, uh, there is this matter. I say, Yeah, I want daughter. I say, No, pray about it. Think about it. And we'll see what the Lord does. Uh, 
And that's why today I'm worried. Uh, that as soon as they retrench a man, he thinks that maybe if I can be a pastor, I'll balance finance. Uh, <laughs> if you are into it for money, I heard that another pastor just decided that this church does not have a money, I'm quitting. I say, no wonder there was no money because that's what he was looking for, wrong motive. Amen. Now, I, I thought, okay, goodness, you, you want us me to come and pastor. Amen. Amen. Eh, I think during that time, uh, I had just started my career. I just completed from tertiary. I had my plans uh, well, well thought out. I, I wanted to, to go to the UK just to acquire the international experience as a marketer. And and during that time, uh, I was conflicted personally. Because during that time, uh, two senior pastors or three senior pastors that I knew and that had brought me up, they were at loggerheads. So they were attacks and counter attacks. And we're sitting there and say, is this what this message has come to? So the morale was very low. And then I said, maybe I should go to the UK and just uh, see what, what I can do when I'm there. And when I come back, I will see what I can do. Now that came. And I, I had never, I'd been to Whitby few times. My former deacon once relocated and came to to work here in Whitbank. When he left us there and told us that he was going to Whitbank because we were just a close-knit church there. I remember it was in 1996. Then the brother Muhammad said, no, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm going to Whitbank. Then I said, gee, what's special about this place that even steals our deacon. Uh, he's a man that we used to travel and preach in various places. Then he, he was stolen by this place called Whitbank. So I had an attitude that it stole my deacon. Are we together? Now when they came and say, hey, you 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 should go to Wilbank. And I, I thought, all right. Okay. Uh, you, you know, when those things, it takes personal sacrifices. You, you've got to think about this and that. 
And and when I was thinking about the career where I wanted to be I had a request from the brothers then I came across a, a striking quotation from Brother Brennan in the message what house will you build me when he spoke about Brother Peregrine he says paragraph 21 but I like his next words how bait the most high dwelleth not in houses that's made with hands. Uh, which, and another place over in Isaiah. And it says, but I believe today that the inspiration that's come to Brother Green to move here, him and Sister Green, giving up their place back in the east, back in Texas, to come to start with nothing thing. Just simply by following an inspiration. Feeling that they should do it. I appreciate that that I appreciate men that will follow the leading of Christ regardless of the cost it costs them. Though the the whole world maybe you are very best friends think that you are wrong but it is not wrong to you as long as you feel there is something behind it. It's God moving you and it's never wrong. It will always pan out right. This young couple, talented young man, I'm not saying this because he's sitting here. This young lady with her babies with his family to raise he's quit his job and everything to move here there are those who are shepherds that wash the floor I'm so grateful that brother Peregrine followed the leading of the Holy Spirit and today we have a tabernacle it's a small one that's just a good start enough start to start to see where the Holy Spirit will lead now I believe if God has spoken to brother and sister Green to come here and has opened up a place where our children instead of Sunday morning riding their bicycles on the streets running around to have a place to come to worship instead of sitting around and listening to something that we have heard on radio but we as this group of people we have a message for this day we believe that God has given us a message I don't want to call him my associate when it is also my associate we are together in this message brother Green which is the same thing and message that I believe in he has left his home he has left his people he has left his church he was a district superintendent of one of the organizations and gave the whole thing up when he had this he left everything that was dear to him and come to the desert just to support what God is giving
given to us. We bank is not a desert, bear with me. I think it's a great town. Hallelujah. But from where I was, professionally, there was nothing that I could do in with bank. But when I read this, I said, if this man can give up whatever he has given up and move to an area to do the will of the Lord, who am I to reject? These people, they mean business. They want to worship God. They are tired of church politics. They are tired of bickering. They want to worship God. Then I said, no, I will come. Are we together? And we came. And we started. What moved me during that time there are people that will never listen to. There are people that will never listen to. They were not there during that time when it was difficult. You know that if you were not there when it was difficult, you are not allowed to criticize. I saw men coming together and, and having a vision and came together. I think during that time it was only the body that was working. Men were making personal pledges with their finances. And say, we want to have a church. And you walk away from a meeting. And say, if men are letting go, I'm not talking about tithes here. Uh, because people think that, uh, because sometimes people think when you pay tithes, it's a, it's a tick in the box. Because some they, they really give ties, but the heart has not given ties. Uh, one brother, even when he wanted to leave church, he said, Refund me. Oh, so that means all along my keeper ties, he was recording. When it was time to go, he say, Letan. Bring what is mine. Do you think he was doing God's service? He was just paying a bill. Or he thought it was an investment. But when you see men going beyond. And say, over and above this, this is what is required. This is what we will do. As a man, it, it moves you. You say, this man, they mean business. This man, they are committed to the cause. Then it makes you not to give, uh, uh, to do things half-heartedly. But to do things full-heartedly. There are people that are supporting the cause. It was not easy during that time. The sisters that were there, I remember the one sister they said to her, if you die, who's going to bury you? And she came and asked me, and I said, this church is not a burial society. This church preaches the resurrection. We're not worried about who's going to bury you. We are worried about who's going to rise you. Are we together? 
Are we still here? Now, many years later, small as we were, but committed to the cause. Where am I, where am I reflecting? You need to look in past victories they prepare you for the battle that, that lies ahead. Are we together? Amen. And we love musicians. God bless you. But this church can do without musicians. Because there was a time when there were no musicians. Are we together? Amen. We appreciate the sound team. But this church can do without the sound team. We appreciate the worshiping team. But this church can do without the worshiping team. How do I know there were times when they were not there? But we appreciate them. Are we together? You know, when you start a business, sometimes you don't have a cleaner, you've got to clean. But the day it comes, where you are in your office wearing a suit, now a cleaner comes and say, 5% or I'm changing savings. But she doesn't know that you used to clean. You just look at her and take off your jacket. The next thing that she sees you sweeping. You were there. Don't ever undermine when God takes you through the small beginnings. And I like it. God will never make you operate on 10 until you master 1. Because when you fall from 10, he wants to believe that you still can work your way up. And, and you will understand why as old timers we are not baking anybody because even ourselves we are not being baked do you know that this church can continue even without Pastor Madiba? What is happening here is not Pastor Madiba, it's God. And if Pastor Madiba thinks it's himself, God will move him out of the sin. Because he will never share, share his story with any man. It is his church, he's responsible for it. This, this is what humbles me that this church I never planted he planted and if he planted he will sustain it and if I'm part of it I say glory to God whatever I can do I will do my part but let me not be pompous are you here? And God he took us through small beginnings. In the midst of sea of negativity. 
God just kept on moving us forward. Last year, around, I think it is early last year, Brother Pati had done a website for us that we were using. The website crashed. No website layer. Why did it crash? Over 300 gig of data was downloaded from the website. Until the server couldn't cope. Amen. What? Two gig of WhatsApp data than the app. Uh, you usually buy two gig of data bundles, then it runs out. I'm talking about 300 gig of data. Gig of data. Of messages that were downloaded. Over one million people had visited the website. I'm not saying this to pride ourselves. I'm simply saying if you do something as the prophet says if God blesses it keep on doing it the problem today if you do something and a critic says something a lot of you quit if you sing if you sing somebody who happened to be moody on that Sunday just tells you that your, your voice was quicky then you take it personally in the car you ask the brother was my voice vibrating you get discouraged next Sunday when you come the morale is low you are not blessing people anymore because of somebody's opinion the opinions have robbed us of the blessings and I always say in this church if somebody says something just say the pastor hasn't told me about it yet as long as he hasn't told me about it I'll keep on singing because I'm not singing for you I'm singing to the church maybe if you were not blessed but somebody was blessed are you here this evening but people just quit because of one person's opinion. Hear me out, People will talk. We found them talking. We will leave them talking. And if your service to God depends on what, who says what, you are in much danger. People have got preferences. Hallelujah. Are we together? After the server crashed, we started a new website. It was in July last year. 
until today. 4,373 messages were downloaded. 300 messages a month. They are not downloading the messages that are preached by Brother Madiba. Brother Banyana preached the message here, the spiritual war. It's amongst the top five messages that were downloaded from this church. People, when they download, they are not downloading Brother Madiba. But they love what is being preached. What do they love? I asked the brother the other time that had phoned me from another account. He said, what you preach there as ministers, as collective, there's no isms. There's, there's no fly on the soup. You only preach what Brother Brenham has preached. And I say, God, let us not change on that. And uh, you know why, what brings that about? I've seen competition among ministers. If a brother preaches the message, the pastor feels uncomfortable. Why was the church saying amen? He comes next week to change what that brother was preaching. We don't have that spirit in this church. We are running a relay here. I hand the baton to my brother. He hands the baton because we are one team here. Same with you when you sing. We've got no room for competition here. We need to complement one another. Hallelujah. Brother Masuma came to me and said, Pastor, hey, I wish I could be excused from chorus leading. I said, why? You're a blessing. Why would you want to stop? It's us that will tell you, hey, Masuma, as long as we have not said that, keep on going forward. Are we together? And when I said, in this church, we will give people an opportunity to do their service to the Lord. If they make mistakes, it's not their mistakes. It's our mistakes. Are we together? We will never disown you when you have made a mistake. We will own you with your mistake. And if somebody, this is what irritates me as a pastor, when somebody comes into that office and sees a brother or sister that has done something wrong and wants to present it in order to glorify themselves, I always reject Reject that spirit. The first question that I will ask, what have you done about it before you come to me? Because I won't allow you when you've got hatred 
to dump it on me. I'm not your dustbin. I will not change my perception towards somebody because you said something. You are not controlling my mind. Are we together? Song? Are you still here? Amen. Amen. Now, we went on. I'll finish not long, don't worry. We went from a place to a place. From a place to another place. The problem is that the message has got cartels. Cartel. Cartel. You, do you know what is a cartel? Yes, a cartel in. How many know a cartel here? Cartel. Uh, the oil. The oil. Oil. Is it coming out of Nigeria? Is a manufacturing oil? Or in Nigeria, we use oil. And what is this? Uh, Saudi Arabia is producing oil. They formed a cartel. What is the name of that cartel? OPEC. They have decided that because we are producing oil, anyone that will get oil from us, we will come together and decide how much it will cost. We will not compete amongst ourselves. We will agree that it's $50 a barrel. And all the members must be adhered to it. And when, you know, when, when the supply goes high, when the when supply is over, it's, it's exceeding the demand. The price of oil drops. When the demand goes higher, greater than the supply, the price goes higher. Now, they manipulate that. If they see that they are going to have too much oil, they cut production. So that it can forever be expensive. It's a cartel. Even the message has got its own cartel. But you call them camps. So if 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 today, that's why pastors cannot correct one another. Because if they correct him, he moves from this camp to that other camp. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. And I want you to hear me and hear me well. I don't belong to any camp. I've got no aspiration to belong to any camp. Any brother that preaches this message that lives a clean life, he's my brother, irrespective of where he is, he is my brother. Did you hear me? Now, during that time, 
This one thought that if they can help Witbank, they will accept this one. And that one thought, no. There was a time, I remember, then we became on our own. We had no pastor during that time. For over a year. That's when people came and said, if you die, who's going to bury you? If you've got a baby, who's going to dedicate the baby? The beauty, no one died and no one gave birth during that day. So we never needed a pastor. We were there navigating the wilderness on Hallelujah. Now, And during that time, uh, you, you know, every, every spirit has got its own time. During that time, we were very radical. Yes, we are very radical, Bram, since you can translate that. We are very radical. Yeah, amen. <laughs> You know, even amongst ourselves, we even excommunicated each other. Hallelujah. Amen. You remember Brampayan? And we looked and said, hey, but brother, when I would say, but look how you are living. Then we come and say, this brother is no longer worshipping with us. <laughs> And I looked and said, I mean, during that time is when you need to say, hey, because we are few, we need to keep one another. And unfortunately, those that we excommunicated were the ones that had more money. Amen. The poor excommunicated the richer. Then you wonder, who's going to help the church? These messages that you see outside were not there. It was the cars that were overheating then. During that time. You know why? We were following a principle, not a group. We were not looking for a crowd. We were following a principle. And we took decisions based on the weight of God. And let me tell you something. The trust is will confirm to you. I remember there was a time where we took the, the church money uh, and we bought music instruments. If memory serves well, it was just a few, uh, few cents that remained. Sorry, trust is to divulge your information. Then we hosted a convention. When we hosted the convention, this church had zero balance. We had spent the whole money, hosted a convention, 
And I said, this is a test of faith. But there was never a time where we couldn't pay our bills. God always provided. I think even when we broke the walls here, the church went to zero balance again. And brothers would come and say, uh, if anything goes wrong, we are available. We see that there is nothing. Why am I telling you? It is not a men's church. It is God's church. And if it is God's church, He will provide. Are we together? I mean, the church needs to know this secret sometime. I'll finish not long. When I looked at the church then, I realized that. These are men and women that want to raise their children in a spiritually healthy environment. They didn't want to worship God without any hindrance. Be it in a form of church politics, gossip, groups in the church, economic status, they just wanted to worship God. And that's why you'll see in this church, we've got doctors, we've got engineers, we've got so-and-sos, but on Sunday we are all the same. When we preach here, we don't look at the doctor. We look at a child of God. People are not judged by their contribution that they make. And as a pastor, I took a conscious decision then that I would never want to know who, who contributes what in this church. That's not my business. That is the trust's business. Because when a pastor gets involved in those things, it clouds his judgment. When I attend to your matter, your salary must not have a bearing. I must look you as a child of God. Hallelujah. And over the years, I've never known. And I've got no intention to know. If I excommunicate a rich man, it will be the trustee's heart that bleeds. Me, it won't be my problem because because I don't know anything. Hallelujah. I see every brother as a soul in the church. Are we together? And sometimes even if a brother gets bigger money and walk on a become high-minded, a lot of times I don't know what is the cause. 
Because I just see a brother as to who you are at work, I don't know. As to how much you earn, I don't know. I just see a soul that must be led to heaven. Are we together? And that's what has destroyed a lot of churches. When pastors get involved in those things. And the board's responsibility here is to protect me and my office from this unscrupulous individuals. Are we together? Because what's happening, some people, they think they can control the church with money. But not in this church. Yes, well. Is that clear? I'll finish, don't worry. I'm just, allow me to talk. Brother Brenham, the, the reason I was showing you is is that so that you understand where we stand as a church. What we believe in what is our vision? Amen. They asked Brother Brenham, it was in an interview. I'll read you a quotation. He was interviewed by a brother called Brother B. 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 Is it the right one here? Oh, why? It's B. Yeah, it's Brother. Big buy. And from a magazine called Faith Journal Magazine, which was in August 1956. If you want the whole interview, they have published part one and part two on Voice of Our God recording currently. Brother, Big Buy, Big, big buy says, what type, he asked Brother Brennan, what, under what type of a local setup do you think a church best flourishes in the move of God. Brother Brenham says, local sovereignty, the sovereignty of the local church is very apostolic to me. Each church should be sovereign in itself. It should not have ties that would tell it which way to move. That is why one reason I was a Baptist because of the sovereignty of the local church. I think it is very successful and very good especially now. Amen. Hebrews paragraph 169 it says but I believe in the supreme authority of the local assembly let each church be its own choose its own pastors its deacons its whatever it is 
And then that way, the man in there has no bishop over him. The Holy Spirit wants to speak something to that church. They don't have to ask anybody about whether they could do this or that. It's the individual in contact with the Holy Spirit. Show me by the Bible what's greater in the Bible than a local elder to a local church. Yes, the sovereignty of the local church. Now, brotherhood, that's wonderful. All churches ought to be in a brotherhood like that together. Yes, it's a local assembly. Yes, it is sovereign. But it has brotherhood with other churches. But this local assembly will choose its pastor, will choose its deacon, will choose its trustee, will be led by the Holy Spirit based on the needs of the area where it exists. But while maintaining brotherhood, I hope we are together here. That's why this church will be part of, uh, of the body. This church will never have a church that we identify and say we hate. We, we love all of them. Yes, you can show us their mistakes, but that, that, that makes us to even love them more. All of them. And, in the, and uh, uh, this is very personal to me. This is very personal to me. I was sitting with the elders the other time. And when we were talking there, a, 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 a subject just comes up. And one man just says, yeah, you and so-and-so group, you do such and such thing. Then I say, hang on here. Uh, have you ever seen me doing that? And say, no, but because that group does it, it means you are doing it. I say, no, that is not the issue here. I say, maybe you don't understand where I come from. I'm not part of a group. I'm part of the body of Christ. And I will, I will say it explicitly behind this pulpit because I'm speaking from my heart here. When you look, when you look, maybe some of you have never been exposed to that. Well, I was raised by Pastor Mugobi. And I'm not ashamed to say that. He raised me. When my father passed away, he became my father figure. He, he was there for my family as a pastor. And when I grew up, then I, I, I worshipped with Pastor Makula. Pastor Makula officiated my marriage. Pastor Makula even blessed my firstborn. Then I was ordained as a pastor by Pastor Ngodim. And I, I want to put it on record. Whether they agree or they don't agree, it does not concern me. But I respect all of them equally. And whatever happens there, it affects me. I mean, the, the, the church at Pastor Mugowi is being held in my house. The church at Pastor Makula is held in my mother-in-law's house. And we've got a fellowship with Pastor Ngorima. 
and let me put it here I will never turn my back on any of those men and they will never make me to take sides because I will not take sides with any of them but I will take a side with the principle of the message and I will pray for them that they become one do you hear me? We are not going to be part of church politics here. If you love church politics, you are not welcome in this church. And I can unequivocally put it on record, you can pack your bags. We will stamp your exit. You are welcome to go. We don't welcome that spirit. We want people that worship with us to be bridge builders that know that here it is the bride and it's not made by a certain sect. It is a universal body that is made of believers from different backgrounds. And for that matter, I'm unapologetic. Are you still here with me? Yes, let's continue here. I'm going to finish now. Would you mind to give me another... Ten minutes. Amen. Actually, you as a church, you owe me a lot of time. How many times did I finish early? Amen. So, you are allowed to give me 15 minutes. Maybe I can return it back on Sunday. As a pastor, what do I think of the state of the message in this country? I'm not happy about the state of the message in South Africa. I'm absolutely uncomfortable with how things are trending in the country. And I think we have allowed the church politics to supersede the principles of the message. There's a lot of bickering amongst believers. There's a lot of fighting amongst pastors. And I am not happy of that. And as a pastor, I encourage you, don't become part of that. I'm shocked sometimes. We baptize a brother or a sister. Then six months, they know more of politics than more of the message, less of the message. And I wonder, I say, what are we, t- what are we talking about? I mean, I had a brother that came into my office. And we're talking. 
And when we were talking, he's new in this country. But he was telling me the politics that are happening here. And say, I came to church and I went to meet this group. And this group told me that, no, we are not going there. And we are going there. And the brother is here, he's Congolese. And I wondered, I said, brother, the group that spoke to you, they, they form part of my history. And this is what their pastor is to me. And it, 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 it troubled me that why were the people so quick to tell politics than to tell about Christ? Why are the new converts thriving on politics than the message? It's because the people that give birth to them are already full of politics. As I say on Sunday, people are no longer advancing Christ. People can never just come and fellowship about the message. It's about have you heard? Do you know? Is that the message? That's a Corinthian condition. Or Galatian condition. You Galatians who bewitched you. We need Ephesians church that can go and read the message. That can be the students of the word. That can share with one another. This is what the prophet did. This is what the message is doing in my life. When was the last time you were in a company of believers and they were just talking about testimonies? Believers today avoid one another and you can't blame them because a lot of time they are tired to being amongst the group not talking about God but bickering amongst them and when you come back you feel heavy because this was said and you change your mind about such and such individual is this what the message has come to here's my plea here's my plea be different don't jump on the bend wagon. Amen. Don't jump on the bend wagon. Be a believer. Brother Brenham, in closing, he says, Show us the Father, it will surface us. Paragraph 9. He says, I've got convictions of my own. As every minister does. I try not. Try not. Amongst congregations. To try to sow a discord. Because that's one thing God hates. It's discord among brethren. In identified 
with Christ. Identified with Christ. Paragraph, nine. Paragraph 9. It says, I have never tried to separate or so discord among brethren. I have tried my best to be just as kind as I could. To understand other men. Why can't we be like the prophet? And never so discord among the brethren. The last statement that I would make, the youth in the message, there is a problem. Hallelujah. Amen. The young people today, they are leaving the message in numbers. The fault is not with the message. Brother Brenham says, we call, most of them, either they have gone, because these days you can fall out of the church or fall into the church. And if you have fallen into the church, then a church, a message church, it becomes mommy and daddy church. It's not something that you believe in. It's not something that you involve yourself. Hallelujah. But you Sometimes the prophet says, we speak about juvenile delinquency, but sometimes it's not juvenile delinquency. It is pulpit delinquency. And I want to put it on record. We as pastors, we've got to do things differently than the way we have been doing them. If we are behind the pulpit, and as a pastor, and I take another pastor, I'm making the message to lose credibility. A young person that is there, that is going through the dilemmas of life, sits there and says, Is this thing genuine? If it is genuine, why doesn't it make them love one another? Why does it not make them to be bearable with one another? Why, why does it make them to talk to one another? Then they leave church and say it's not a it's not a, a real deal. But lendo and it's not that the message is not a real deal. But it's pulpit delinquence. And that's why I say the pulpit is meant the angeti pulpit. If you check it, it rhymes with pull out of pit. And the problem is that today we've got push pit instead of pull pit. That's not how it's supposed to be. People must go to church. They must come back encouraged. If they had no love, they must have love. If they had no patience, they must have patience. If, if, if they were intolerant, 
tolerant, they must be tolerant. If they were petty, they must be embracing. A church must change you. But it will only change you based on what goes on there. Now, in closing, I want to say, let this church, let it be a place of refuge. Let it be a place where people are discouraged. They can come here and be encouraged. Let it be a place where it can prove that the God of William Brenham is not dead, but he is alive. Let it be a place where men and women are full of love and they are able to bear with one another. And if a brother steps on your toe, something in you, which is the love of God, must tell you that person is the work of God in progress. And you must contribute to that. And this church will never be part of church politics that are here in South Africa. We will embrace every assembly as long as they do things according to the principle of Brother Brenham or according to the principles of the message. We will pray for every church and we will expect them to pray for us. And let me tell you something. Even this pulpit, we will not come with gimmicks to try to discredit this pastor or that pastor. That is not the spirit of Christ. That is not the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ, I must encourage you to love your brother. Even to love your enemy. Because it's easy to love your brother. But it takes Christianity to look at your enemy and say, no matter what you did to me, I love you anyhow. Then that shows that you are a believer. Let this church produce bright members not politicians because politicians are not going to heaven but the bright members are going to heaven and everyone that is here they must search themselves including myself as a pastor do I contribute to the fire or do I put off the fire are we together and when we do like that we will know why we exist we will know where we are going and when we do that there are 400,000 of people that are here in Whitbank they have never heard the message they want to hear the message so instead of wasting your time with church politics go to that young girl who's twisted and tell her there is a hope God can, can forgive your sins. God can restore you. Go to that young boy and say, God send the prophet. And when we do that, then we do our great commission. And when we do that, God will bless us. May God richly bless you. Thanks for allowing me to share my heart with you. As you stand up.
of all the messages that I've ever preached behind this pulpit. This, I think, is the important one to me. Amen. Duplicate it, listen to it. If you want to ask me questions, ask me the questions. Hallelujah. But I just had to speak from my heart. Heal your people. Heal the land. Sunday I will bring it back. Oh, I love Jesus. Oh, 
how I love Jesus. This is what the message has done to us. Made us to love him even more. And we are not ashamed of him. For he was not ashamed of us on the cross. Oh, I love Jesus. Brother Watt will come and wrap up in prayer. Oh, how I love Thank you, Father God, Father God, we thank you again, O God, for this opportunity, O God, that we could gather in your name, O Lord. Father God, we thank you, O Lord, for this opportunity, O God, that we could hear from you, O Lord. Father God, where you set us down, O God, and we could sit at your feet, O God. 
Father God, and you could speak to us, O oh God, one on one this evening, O oh Lord. We say thank you, O oh Lord. Heavenly Father God, we come, O oh God. Father God, and we are encouraged tonight, O oh God. Father, as we look back, O oh God, in the, in the sands of time, O oh God, and we, we tend to see one spore footprint, O oh God. Mm. And tonight, O oh God, we are encouraged to know, O oh God, that it was you carrying us, O oh God. Heavenly Father God, and Father God, in that encouragement, O oh God, we look forward to tomorrow, O oh God. Father God, for oh Lord, you have revived us, O oh God, you have re-energized us, O oh God. Father God, for this, O oh God, just gives us strength, O oh God, to carry on, O oh Lord. We say thank you, O oh Lord. Father God, we say thank you, O oh God. Father God, that we could, O oh Lord, come and, and just bear, O oh God, just come and listen, O oh God. Father God of victories, O oh God, past, O oh God. Father God, and that, O oh God, Father God prepares us, O oh God. Father God, for the battles of tomorrow, we say thank you, O oh Lord. Mm. Heavenly Father, we come and we pray now, O oh Lord. Heavenly Father, that you, Father, restore virtue unto our pastor, O oh God. Mm. Heavenly Father God, and, O oh Lord, as we continue on this week, O oh God, Father God, may we know, O oh God, where we are heading to, O oh God. Father God, this evening, O oh God, you came, O oh God. Father God, and you showed us the foundation of this church, O oh God. Mm. Father God, and that, O oh Lord. Father God, just strengthen us, O oh Lord. Mm. Father God, to know, Lord, that we are in the right place tonight, O oh God. Mm. We say thank you, O oh Lord. Heavenly Father God, as we go to our respective homes, O oh God. Father God, may we go, O oh God. And may we, Father God, go and implement the principle, O oh God, of this message, O oh God. Father God, because, O oh Lord, Father God, it is like our pastor said, it's a relay stick, O oh God. Father God, as he came and he gave it unto us as individuals, O oh God, to go out into Wheatbank, O oh God, into this community, O oh God. Father God, and shine, O oh God. Father God, because we are your bulbs, your, your advertisement in this world, O oh God. Father God, so many people look unto us, O oh God. Father, and so many times, O oh God, they tend to see the wrong, O oh God. But tonight, O oh God, we will go, O oh God, and we will shine, O oh God, bright, O oh God. Father God, we will go, O oh God, and shine your light, O oh God. We say thank you tonight, O oh Lord. Heavenly Father God, we come now, Lord, and we praise you, Lord. We thank you, O oh Lord. Father God, be with us now, Lord. We pray, O oh God, as we wait unto, un, unto you, O oh God. Father God, come and just, Father God, just speak to us, O oh God, and just lift us up even higher, O oh God. Mm. We say thank you now, Lord. We pray in Jesus' mighty name, O oh God. Thanking you, Lord. Father God, giving you all the glory. Glory and the honor tonight again, O oh Lord. Father God, for, O oh Lord, truly we are in the right place, O oh God, Amen. tonight. We say thank you, O oh Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Amen. Say a dismissal song till we meet on Sunday. God richly bless you. Don't forget there is a wedding on Saturday. You may go there and support the wedding. And then around about three o'clock, I'm, I'm preaching at Pastor Newton's church. I will be preaching there. Amen. God bless you richly, but till we meet some of you on Sunday. And some will meet uh, on places where I've mentioned.
Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. Amen.